Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. How many times have you said, oh, my aching back? Well, it won't surprise you if I say that one of our most common complaints that we mentioned is that of back pain today. I hope we can find out more about our common complaint as well as some insights on what we can do about it. There is an upcoming opportunity for seniors and their families to ask questions, get more answers about such things at Overlake Hospital's annual Active Senior Fair we welcome today Charlene Ronio, Overlake Hospital's Education Coordinator, as well as Dr. Frank Bishop from Overlake's Neuroscience Institute. Charlene, Dr. Bishop, welcome. Thanks for coming in today. Welcome. Good morning. I'm glad to have you here because uh, back pain, like I said, uh, I wasn't off when I said it's one of our most common complaints, was I, doctor? No, it's very, very common. I mean, everybody seems to, at least at some point in their life, say, ow, man, that really hurts my back. And uh, hopefully we can explore the, the big and little pictures of that maybe today. But I don't want to forget the Active Senior Fair. You guys at Overlake have been doing this for several years now, right, Charlene? Yeah, 22nd year this year. Really? Yeah. And uh, let's give us the once-over, I guess, before I forget to ask. Uh, it's coming up pretty soon. It's um, on March 3rd, Saturday. It'll be from 10 o'clock until 3 p.m. at... Um, Westminster Chapel of Bellevue Um, and it's a full day and it is a fair so there's a lot of different components that if you walk in the door you get to choose from from entertainment going on we have health lectures every hour by our physicians Um, we have workshops going on and then I in the gym I have about 70 different vendors as well as health screenings that we'll be offering for free so a lot of uh variety, it sounds like, of things going on, and people can ask questions. Like you say, those vendors, those are people that really do want to talk to people and say, here's what we have for this problem, or you can learn about this. You can go right up and ask those questions about things and products and people that you've always kind of wondered about, and there they are right in front of you, right? Right. And when I'm looking at vendors, I look at a wide variety of vendors. Anything to do with seniors that a senior could utilize, whether it's Um, assistance in the home, looking for volunteer opportunities, you want to learn how to garden, any of those things you can find in our vendor room and talk directly to an individual. And you also, if I recall, you said entertainment. Uh, What kind of entertainment are we going to have this year? Um, This year, we've got Marianne Benetti back again. She's a gardener in the area. Um, Terrific, if you've never heard her. Um, Has some good opportunities of um, what's appropriate to garden in this area. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I also have 10 grand student performers will be doing piano, uh, uh, basically rehearsals um, in the sanctuary, as well as Chico's and Soma of Bellevue Collection will be doing a fashion show in the afternoon. Now, 10 grand, This is these are young children, if I know this group, right? Correct. Kind uh, of the ten, prodigies on piano, right? Yes. 10 grand's actually... Um, has a performance and the money that they raise then goes back into teaching the children uh, piano and they're fantastic. If I could even perform at their level, I would be amazed with my own <laughs> self. And this is at a Westminster Chapel of Bellevue. This is a pretty good facility to to use because it's like it's easy to find in Bellevue. It's free parking, and it's, free it's a parking. big place. They have several rooms, right, that they let you use that day. I have uh, the, yeah, whole first floor, So it, and it's very large, uh, lots of free parking, flat, easy to get into. So, yeah, it's a terrific venue for this event. And, yeah, so it's cool. So um, health screenings, too, available, like people can get 
the yeah. blood checked or um, I have cholesterol screening, diabetes screening, stroke risk assessments going on, bone density. There's a wide variety of uh, different ones, balance screenings, uh, foot screenings. And then as well as all that stuff you can wander around and check out on your own um, and the entertainment, there are several scheduled lectures and workshops, right? And, and um, one of them is going to be presented by our, our other guest, Dr. Frank Bishop. So it's back pain, right? I mean, there's several. We can go over the others. and uh, Lifelong better vision, understanding tremors, uh, atrial fibrillation. That's a pretty important and impressive thing. But, but you're going to talk about back pain, right, Dr. Bishop? Uh, there are a lot of ways people talk about pain in their back over their, their life, right? Uh, I mean, I can mention some of the, you know, just, oh, my muscles hurt, you know, nerve pain, discs, bulging discs, herniated discs, all these things, lumbago, sciatica, a lot of ways people talk about it, but they probably don't all manifest themselves in the same way. How do you approach that huge topic <laughs> and, and then narrow it down to people and say, well, let's talk about this when we just say back pain? Sure, yeah. Well, like you mentioned, back pain is so common. About 80% of pe people and the patients that I see have back pain at some point in their life. In terms of the way that I approach it, I like to simplify it and think of it as, is it primarily located in the back alone, or does it also involve the legs? Meaning, does it involve the pinched nerve? And we approach those quite differently. If it's from mostly isolated to the back itself, then it's usually a matter of arthritis. We call those degenerative changes, changes that happen with age. And it happens to everyone, not everyone's symptomatic. But for those patients who are symptomatic, we have essentially a, an algorithm or a way of approaching that set of patients. And it typically involves what we call a physiatrist. Now, that's what I've not heard that one before. You know, it's interesting. So I, I mention this a lot, and the most common question that I get is, what is a physiatrist? Uh -huh. the, the second most common question is, why are you sending me to a podiatrist? <laughs> I don't have any feet, you know, I don't have any oh, problems with my feet. back plane is really down <laughs> low. It's really down deep. Yeah, so physiatrist is, and I'll spell it, it's P-H-Y-S-I-A, T-R-I-S-T. So physiatrist, their real specialty name is physical medicine and rehabilitation. And they really specialize in musculoskeletal medicine. So uh -huh. even it's not just the spine. And if you have problems with your shoulders, your hips, your knees, anywhere that's musculoskeletal. And they also see patients with nerve damage, stroke. So it's a really wide variety. And their, func and, and their focus is on how do we improve function and symptoms in patients. Mm. So that's a common scenario where if I see a patient that has primarily back pain, I'll often refer them to a physiatrist for more evaluation and possible treatment. And you're a specialist uh, in neurosurgery, right? Correct. So uh, once a patient, let's just start from the scratch, you know, he comes into his primary care physician, how long or how much, what kind of diagnosis does it take before they do get referred to a specialist? Uh, and that, can the GP diagnose these days? Uh, how good is the research and the knowledge spread out that says, oh, you know who you need to see? Or they require or do all sorts of screenings and x-rays and MRIs right off the bat. How's the treatment and the diagnosis advanced over the years? Sure. Well, one thing we know is that the majority of patients with back-related pain do get better without further uh, surgical treatment anyway. So 
60 to 70% of patients, I would say, are going to get better with some type of conservative management. So typically, that's why we start with things like physical therapy, uh, potentially medications. Some people get injections. And there are other possibilities too, like acupuncture, chiropractics, and so on, all of which can help with the new symptoms, right? What we call the acute symptoms. If it's going on for longer than that, then we'll often get some imaging, x-rays or an MRI, for example. And then depending on what those show, they may be referred to specific specialists, either to someone like me, a surgeon, or to a physiatrist, or to somebody who does pain management. It kind of depends on what the overall picture is like. You know, I wasn't going to bring myself into this uh, conversation today, but I am a guinea pig for this because for years, uh, when I was in my 30s, I started getting these pains in my leg and it was diagnosed as sciatica. And then it took that kind of back and forth and back and forth. Well, we can treat this management. uh, But I went to specialists and orthopedists and neurologists and, and and looked at plenty of things, you know, and a lot of different imaging, like you said, and I wonder how often this happens, like me, that they just couldn't find a disc that's bulging or whatever they used to call them or herniated. They said, well, we don't know what to do, but do a lot of therapy. And they sent me to acupuncturists and chiropractors and everything helped a little, but what I found helped the best was just to continue to uh, do good exercises and range of motion things and stretching. And for me anyway, I mean, the back, I mean, <laughs> it's different, isn't it? Because when people complain about pain, it's hard to measure this guy's versus that guy's and what you can or can't see through imaging. Am I right or not? Right. So it's a combination of what are the symptoms, which, like you said, are subjective. No one else can really see the symptoms. It's something that someone experiences. The imaging, certainly from a surgical standpoint, is helpful. Or if you're trying to see if there's anything else going on that may not be surgical, that's helpful. And then things that we find on the physical examination. So when we do certain tests in the clinic, that can also give us some pointers as to where the symptoms might be coming from. And that, to me, makes the difference of, is this patient somebody who we treat without surgery and with other means, or is this somebody who potentially could benefit from surgery? Well, let's talk about surgery then. So uh, over the years, I mean, if we go back, I'm old, like I said, so a long time ago, people used to get like um, vertebrae fused and steel rods and stuff. What, what's the surgery look like now for, for back pain and when they decide, okay, this, uh, these symptoms and what's going on here could you benefit from surgery? And what does surgery look like these days compared to a generation ago? Sure. Yeah, I think we've made a lot of progress over the last probably couple of decades The main thing is if the symptoms also involve leg pain, then we're much more likely to be somebody that's a surgical candidate versus, like I mentioned earlier, if it's primarily just back pain. So what I'm looking for are are there symptoms that radiate into the legs, like you're saying sciatica. There's some other types of conditions also, like spinal stenosis, where there's narrowing of the spinal canal. And that can cause leg symptoms, especially with walking or standing. And we see that a lot in our elderly patients. And I don't use that word uh, as much anymore because, you know, it's hard to define what elderly is. There are so many young uh, patients in their advancing years. But what, what I'll do is I'll ask them questions about their symptoms. And if it is from a pinched nerve, whether it's from a disc herniation, like you mentioned, or spinal stenosis, then they can benefit from taking the pressure off of the nerves. And my specialty is in complex and minimally invasive spine surgery, so I like to do that minimally invasively through a very small incision. Uh, Most of the time, it's outpatient surgery. So I think we've come a long way from 
doing a much bigger incision to doing it with these minimally invasive techniques that have a much faster recovery. And I see the phrase laser spinal surgery. Uh, is that real? I mean, what does that involve? Is that what you're talking about? Or is, is a laser really something? I mean, I just don't get what a laser even does. So I don't <laughs> Yeah, no, great question. Actually, I get asked that a lot. There's a lot of advertising for yeah. lasers in the spine. And what I usually tell my patients is that there's one primary reason for using lasers in spine surgery, and that is for advertising. <laughs> uh, it really doesn't do anything helpful with in regard to actually performing some kind of surgical procedure with a laser. And that's why insurance companies don't cover it, because it actually doesn't really do anything. So uh, I, I usually say if it's laser surgery, hopefully they're going to treat you. I don't, I don't actually understand it either. I don't know exactly what they do with the laser. And so I, I typically say, you know, stick with the mainstream treatments. And, and I will say, though, that this is specific to, to surgery with a laser. There are other laser treatments uh, that sometimes are offered. I don't understand those as well since I'm a surgeon. Um, but when it comes to surgery, I would usually say a couple of things. You know, some simple advice would be um, you want to be very comfortable with your surgeon. They should take the time to listen to you and your symptoms because really that's what we're treating. A lot of times it's easy to focus on the imaging, like on the MRI, and the surgeon can kind of latch on to that and say, hey, look, there's this problem on the MRI. But really the important thing is what are your symptoms and let's focus on treating those. Uh, that way we're avoiding, let's say, unnecessary surgery or things that you don't need. The, the other thing is don't be afraid to get a second opinion. Sometimes you'll get one opinion is like, hmm, I don't really understand. You know, you can look online, but the, the information online, as we all know, is quite variable. So having a second opinion and, and a second set of eyes to kind of take a look at your situation might not be a bad idea. You know, I, that is such good advice, and, and people don't follow that because I, I think, let me talk from a consumer's point of view, is that we think, well, I don't want to go against what that guy's, you know, go to another doctor. Well, this other doctor said, and you're sort of pitting one against the other thinking it's adversarial, but it doesn't have to be that at all, does it? I mean, you can take a, one guy's uh, uh, diagnosis and say, here's what he said, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And Hopefully, will they work together? I mean, when two people are getting uh, opinions, do they consult? Yeah, usually what happens is, I think that the physicians will give you, for the most part, their honest opinion on what they would do. Now, different people offer different things, so you will get some variability in the kind of information and the kind of recommendations that you're going to get. So I think it kind of boils down to who do you feel very comfortable with. I tell my patients not only to get a second opinion if they'd like, but also to stick with the person that they feel most comfortable with because it's their health, right? It's yeah. not about me and how I feel about myself. It's really about how the patients feel about the care that they're getting. You know, that's a great point too because um, people can go to a doctor's office and feel like, this guy's got a great reputation, but he's so rushed because he does have a great reputation. He comes in, gives you five minutes, looks at the scan that he didn't do and says, okay, here's what you ought to do and then leaves and yeah, maybe he's got a great reputation for A, B, or C, but if I didn't feel like he gave me the, the time I wanted, then I really don't want to hear from him, I guess. I don't know. That's kind of what you're saying, right, Frank? Right. Yeah, you want to have a good relationship with any of the providers that you have. That's really important. 
We are talking this morning with Dr. Frank Bishop. He's a neurosurgeon with uh, Overlake's Neuroscience Institute about back pain. And uh, with Charlene Ronio, she's the education coordinator at Overlake Hospital about their active senior fair coming up. It's Saturday, March 3rd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Westminster Chapel in Bellevue, right, Charlene, on Northeast 24th Street. It's easy to get to. Dr. Bishop here is going to give one of those lectures on back pain. There's going to be a lot more information than we'll be able to give out here. Uh, yeah, the, the Active Senior right. Fair, it, it's kind of fun, actually, to, to go and visit a lot of things. And you don't have to be ailing or limping and, and have a problem to go to something like this. Oh, no. Uh, this is actually probably one of the most fun events that I put on for the hospital because it's got so many different variables in it, um, a lot of different um, things to see, to do, to interact with. Um, like you said, it's an active senior fair. So come out and, and be active, see the things that are available in your community, um, have the opportunity to sit and talk with one of the doctors, listen to their presentation and, and ask some of the questions that you might have um, that's the whole reason that we put these together and like our workshops, you can go in and we've got a dietitian um, that will be talking on how to cook um, for healthy living. And you have the opportunity to ask some of those questions that you look at a recipe and go, okay, should I even be doing this? And is this appropriate for me? You can ask those questions and it's just an opportunity to get out, have some fun. <clears throat> ask questions of some of the professionals in these particular areas. And, you know, I liked what uh, Dr. Bishop said in, in there somewhere about when we got to the word senior or elderly, the, the, the baby boomers generation, I'm one of them, um, we don't want to give in to the fact that we're old. We're so the active part of active senior fair. Yeah, okay, we're still doing things. We want to get outside. We do so many more things than... You know, our parents and grandparents, I can remember as a kid when I thought of someone that was 60, well, they just sat around in a rocking chair. But now 60-year-olds are out rock climbing and kayaking and, you know, doing everything. So it it really is full of that kind of things at this fair, right? Yeah, and I'm always asked, so I don't know if I'm a senior. Can I come? And my statement is... I don't ask anybody's ID at the door. Um, (laughs) I encourage anybody, if you see something in the fair that you're interested in, come. And uh, it's open to everybody. Um, Certainly more of the stuff is leaning towards a senior. But if you have interest in these topics, do come. Um, I have people of varying ages plus. Um, I have a lot of staff and volunteers that work, and I have some volunteers that are middle school age kids to um, seniors that are also participating as volunteers. And my statement is we should all be able to get along and and support each other. And I think it's great for uh, our kids to be involved with uh, people of varying ages. So I encourage that. Yeah, it it is. It makes a better society when we're all friends with all people of variety of backgrounds and ages. And uh, yeah, Um, so I want to make sure we give out information right about this. People are going to have more questions and want to find out specifics online. This good resource OverlakeHospital.org and then the slash Active Senior Fair spelled out right. Correct backslash. Yeah, OverlakeHospital.org backslash Active Senior Fair. It's coming up March third. At uh, Westminster Chapel, it's a big church in Bellevue, 
13646 Northeast 24th Street. Get your pencil, folks. I just, I know you didn't remember that, so now I'm going to say it again. Get your pencil and write it down. 13646 Northeast 24th Street. Um, what did I say? 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's kind of all day. There's food it available, too, right? You guys often have a lunch food truck lunch show up. Truck. and Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have a lunch truck that will be there. They're doing mini sliders this year. Um, They're on site. That's the only thing that you would pay for if you came is you just pay for your own lunch. Everything else at the uh, event is free of charge. All the screenings are free. Um, You just wander through and pick what you want to be involved with. Lectures are free. Um, Lunch, we're serving that from 1130 to 2 where the food truck will be open during that time. So. And the uh, the fashion show, when's that? That's at one forty-five to uh, two forty-five, and, and it will be in the main room. Okay, and these kids that play the grand pianos—that's earlier in the day, or that's it's right around noon, isn't it? Yeah, twelve fifteen, um, and they'll be on for an hour. Um, terrific! I had them last year, but they were just kind of performing on the side and. They did such a terrific job. I had so many people um, that this year I've brought them in as one of our main entertainers. Cool. That's That sounds really fun. Uh, I bet they are quite engaging because just watching little kids that can do more than we can is always fascinates Most me. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then the lectures. Dr. Uh, Bishop is giving a lecture on back pain. And so as you do these kind of lectures and talk broadly, but you must narrow down because people probably want, well, what can I do? What can I do about mine? Um, do you advocate anything particular? Do you tell people exercise this way, get this kind of exercise equipment, go see a specialist? What kind of, when people say, what should I do or to prevent back pain that I don't want to be like the people you're describing? Uh, pick one of those topics, I guess. Sure, yeah. Well, at the senior fair, I, I like the format because there's a lecture and like we had mentioned earlier, there are lectures on various topics. There's me with back pain. There's also hip pain. There's tremors. There's atrial fibrillation. So a number of different topics. And they'll go over the topic broadly, get into some specifics. But then there's usually some time. We, we make sure that there's time after the lecture for, for the people in the audience to ask questions. And they can ask it more in that public forum. And often, even after that, we're available to be there to answer any specific individual questions that you may not want to tell everybody else uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, in the audience. And so, and there, and the other thing that I really like about this format is there's a room that has a lot of practitioners in it. There are physicians there and there are practitioners from various specialties. And you can go to them individually and also ask, what should I do in, in these conditions? The third, for, the third forum for getting your questions asked is during the screening process. So once the screening is done, you'll often get additional information about the results of the screen and where to go from there. Great. So I think there are a lot of ways you can get information about your own specific condition, not just getting general information, which maybe you could look up, look up online. This is really for these individuals that are there at the fair. Yeah, the fair. that's a good format, this fair, for this mm-hmm. kind of question and answer, that people really do have these questions instead of calling a, a, a you know, 1-800 number right. <laughs> from some advertisement they see on TV at late at night or something. Right. And the way we have it set up is for that. One caveat to that that I tell everybody is, do you remember this isn't the way we want you to manage your health care, but it is a way to get a snapshot if you have a question and it's kind of that nagging question. 
you can go in and talk if you have a back pain and you're not really sure is this something I should like really look into you could talk to Dr. Bishop and talk to him afterwards I always set up a space outside the lecture room at the end so they could talk to the physician directly and you can ask that question should I look more into this is this something that um, I should be concerned about or you know should I continue on with what I'm doing and that's kind of what we're looking for is we want to give people a snapshot of their health care keep doing what you're doing doing a great job or maybe here's where you need to look at some intervention and and come in and talk whether it's to somebody at Overlake talk to talk to a physician it does not have to be Overlake we'd love to have you there but it doesn't have to be at least take that step to um, caring for your own health care yeah yeah, and like you said, get in touch with your, your doctor about your specific things, but this this kind of affair is a good forum to, to right. get some broad questions answered and raise some new topics that people haven't thought about. And I guess even prevention is a big part of that when they think, I haven't even thought about that, mm-hmm. so I better start looking into whatever it is, losing weight or life, just different ways to change lifestyle habits or something. Are there bad habits that we have about our back that people never remember until they get the back pain that they could have been avoiding since their 10s, 20s, and 30s? Sure. You know, a lot of it, like you had mentioned about yourself, is maintaining a, a routine. I think that's really important. I don't know if the content of the routine is as important. I think there there is some benefit, of course, and that's where often the physical therapy can can provide the information for that. But in terms of, I've seen a lot of people get better, especially with regard to their back pain, by having, by really sticking to a routine. And, but I will say that it usually takes about six to nine months to start to see a benefit. And it's only until you've done it for about a year that you're really feeling better. So in our current society, you know, if you're not better in two weeks, something's yeah. something's wrong. Yeah, because we're used to microwave ovens. Right, exactly. And it's like, I need a fix, maybe I need a surgery. But often it's really having something that you incorporate into your life and having a routine exercise and, and of course, diet's important too, but doing exercises, stretches, and so on, and doing it every day, that's really what it's about. It's about consistency. Healthy habits make for a healthy body. Correct. Wow. Exactly. I'm like a philosopher today or something. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're going to run out of time, you guys. Is there anything we've left out or we, like you want to mention twice about either the uh, Active Senior Fair coming up or maybe like you just talked about healthy lifestyles or back pain or something we didn't mention or something you would like to say twice? Uh, Char, what do you want to uh, lead us with uh, about the Active Senior Fair? You can mention the date and place and time again. Right. March 3rd, uh, Saturday, 10 to 3. Um, The thing I just leave everybody with is come out. It's a great event. It's fun. There's a lot of different components that you can look into. And one of the other things that with any physician will tell you um, to have a healthy lifestyle, you also need to be engaging and engaged. So this is a way to get engaged. Be involved with other people in the community. Come out Uh, get some information, be around people, and enjoy the fun day. 
Yeah, overlakehospital.org backslash active senior fair is going to have all those details that we didn't get to today, right? Correct. All right. Thank you guys so much for being here. We have been talking uh, with folks from Overlake Hospital, Charlene Ronio. She's the education coordinator and Frank Bishop, doctor of neurosurgery at Overlake's Neuroscience Institute. Thank you guys so much for coming in today. And thanks to the active senior fair for continuing to bring us so much information every year. What did you say, 22 years? 22 years. Wow. Thank you so much. Uh, We've enjoyed it today. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.